Hello, my comfy, cozy, witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Thank you for being here with me today. It is a fall morning. It is fall. The autumn equinox has come and gone, but we are still in that season, that Mabin equinox season. And this morning, I slept in a little bit later. I didn't roll out of bed until 7 o'clock, which is so late for me. I got my son ready for school, took him to school, and then I went for a walk at a local park that is just so serene and beautiful. It's surrounded by fields, but then there's also little bits of trees and forest that you walk through. So it feels like fall here, and I am so glad that you have joined me for this episode. So today I want to talk about some of my witchy fall favorites. And I realized that I talked about this last year, almost to the date, (laughs) a year ago. And I went back and listened, excuse me, to parts of that episode. And I realized not much has changed. All of my fall favorites from last year are the same that they are this year. So go back, you know, have a listen to that episode. But I will be adding a couple things. I want to talk about fall crafting and witchy crafting this season and just share some other items and tidbits with you. So before I get into the main segment, I want to share what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So clearly it's autumn here now and this season in general makes me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. But if I had to narrow something down right now, I am still riding this coziness, witchiness, camaraderie of my debut workshop. So the very first workshop I held at my comfy, cozy apothecary And that happened last Thursday night, the 21st. As I said, it was my first workshop. I was really nervous. I have done plenty of witchy workshops in the past, in person and online. But this was the debut workshop at my Comfy Cozy Apothecary. So I felt like the stakes were kind of high. And so what I planned was an evening of learning about the autumn equinox, learning about Mabin and the history, the lore behind the season, some of the myths associated with the season. I guided the participants through a guided visualization. So we did a guided meditation and all held on to... Uh, crystals that were associated with the season and it was so lovely. We munched on some pumpkin chocolate muffins that I made and I went out and got a big fruit and cheese tray. I brought some herby crusty bread, some rosemary herb bread. What else did we have? Oh, I made an autumn sangria, I had apple cider, and just all sorts of treats and goodies that we munched on while we chatted about all things autumn and magic. And then we got together and we had a little crafting session where we crafted on cinnamon brooms and wreaths. So I went out, I bought a bunch of cinnamon brooms and a ton of crafting materials. So I had acorns and garlands and dried flowers and herbs. I had little crystal chips. Oh gosh, what else? So many things, feathers. And we were able to craft on the brooms and with the, with the intention of protection, protection for the season because Mabin is a great season to come to the hearth and the home and work with the hearth and home and the people and animals within the hearth and home and work on protecting that space, protecting that sacred space and the people within it. So we made these protection 
uh, mini besoms and protection wreaths. Oh yeah, there was ribbon. It was so, it was so much fun, even better than I ever expected. As I said, I was really nervous whenever we started, but the nerves wore off quickly. So I had about, I had 10, not about, I had 10 spaces available for this workshop because, oh, there's Reese in the background. It wouldn't be an episode without hearing her bark at a car go by. Reese, Reese. So there were 10 people. My my shop is pretty small. Uh, the I would say the shopping space is maybe 350 to 400 square feet. And the space where we could gather was probably 300 square feet of that space. And so I ended up moving a bunch of shelves to the to the, the side walls. So I opened up the space. I moved the table. I have a big table where I display items in my shop. I moved that back a little bit and that became the crafting table. So I tried to open it up as much as possible. And I think 10... Wait, I have to let Reese in here because she really wants to come in while I'm recording. 10 people was the perfect number. River wants to come in here too. Come on in. Come on in, Riv. Good girl. Oh, she had to grab her toy first. Of course. We'll see how this goes because this is the first time they're both in here, I think. I think this is the first time they're both in here while I'm recording. So we'll see because they have a tendency to fight for my attention and to fight over me. And River has a tendency to get into some of my crafting goodies. As I look around, I have a lot of journaling goodies. I have my floor altar over there with a, a besom. So I'm wondering if she's going to get into anything, but she's just sniffing around, wondering, what is this space? I don't get to come in here a lot with mom. So anyway, I could fit 10 people comfortably. I think 12, but it wouldn't be as comfortable. And we we just had the best time. And then part of the workshop, part of just the evening was the participants could shop my store at a discount. So they could have a little mini shopping spree if they wanted. And that would be at a discount. So it was two and a half hours. We had so much fun fun. I went to bed late that night just smiling. I couldn't stop thinking about it all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And here I am a week later still thinking about how much fun it was. And many of the participants asked, Jenny, when's the next workshop? And I have been thinking about that. I plan, well, there's a couple things that I would like to do. And I can't say for certain that this is going to happen, that both will happen. But I definitely want to host a Samhain workshop in my shop, so in that space. I would love to do a workshop about working with ancestors for Samhain and connecting with ancestors. I also would love to get together outside of the shop because I can only fit, like I said, 10 people comfortably, 11 with me. So I would love to do some sort of get together or gathering outside of the shop. So I know last year I talked about doing some sort of potluck where people can join in. So I would rent a pavilion space and we could go through some sort of guided meditation about the season and then have a little potluck and just get to know other people in the area. Something else I really want to do, and I think this is going to happen, uh, is a cemetery walk and another sort of ancestor workshop. I think that would be a lot of fun and a nice learning experience, you know, how to honor those who have passed on, how to protect ourselves going into cemeteries, and just a really hauntingly beautiful evening walking through a local cemetery and then just sitting down afterward outside, maybe doing an outdoor meditation. I just have so many ideas. I have so many ideas. It's just finding the time because here we are three, four days, three days away from October. I don't know where September went. And so I really have to sit down, hammer out the details, think about these offerings that I want to have through my shop. Because on top of that, this is this is a busy month 
not only do we have Samhain, not only is there a lot going on with my son's schedule, he's playing soccer. He just started playing the violin, which makes my violin playing heart so happy. Uh, but we're also going away. So we're going on a family trip this month as well. So I'll be closing the shop for a little bit to go on a trip. We're, we're heading to Disney, <laughs> which we haven't been in a long time, but it should be, it should be a good trip. So anyway, that's what's going on. That's a little bit more about the workshop that I hosted last Thursday. And it was, it was amazing. I cannot tell you how exciting it was and how magical it was to work with these wonderful, wonderful people and to just sit with them and meditate with them and talk about all things magical autumn. So that workshop last week is what is currently still making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I am thrilled to be partnering with my dear friend, Celeste. You might know her on Instagram as Mage by Moonlight. I think she's pretty big on the TikTok as well. But I'm excited to partner with her as the sponsor for this episode And I want to chat a little bit about something that she is offering starting Sunday. It begins this October 1st. I'm telling you, this is the season of learning for me and taking coursework. So Celeste is offering a course called Into the Other World, Journeying Beyond the Veil. And it is a four-week initiation into the art of trance journeying and working with spirit guides. And although I have been doing both of those things for a long time, I know that I have so much to learn from Celeste because she is just so in tune, not only with herself, but with the other world. And I can't wait to see what she has to offer. So in this course, you can learn the ancient art of spiritual journeying, also known as trans journeying, spirit flight, hedge crossing, hedge riding, or shamanic journeying. You've heard a lot of different ways of saying this. And you will explore the lower, middle, and upper realms and discover the unique teachings that each realm holds. And here you'll meet your spirit guides, including a well and wise ancestor, a familiar spirit, and a god or goddess. And this is a four-week workshop. So each week, I believe the first week is a live lesson, and then you have lessons each following week that you complete on your own, and there are meditations and all sorts of great things. So I am beyond excited to take this course um, you can take it alongside me if you go to magebymoonlight.com and you would just sign up under her offerings, which is Into the Other World. So feel free to check that out. I am so thankful to my dear friend Celeste for, for offering this. And while we're talking about courses, I want to tell you how much I have enjoyed the crystal healing certification course I told you about in last episode. I'm learning with Ashley Levy at the Love and Light School. And as I said before, I have listened to Ashley's podcast for quite some time. And when I saw that she was offering this course, I knew that it was something I was interested in because I want to know the crystals that I am selling to my customers, not just on a surface level, but an in-depth knowledge that goes beyond what you get in most courses. And I'm getting so much out of her course so far. I'm into my second module. I am working through the content slowly because I do have a lot going on. But you can take this course alongside of me and kind of sample some of the classes if you go to cchenroll.com slash comfy. So again, cchenroll.com slash comfy. And when you go there, you'll get access to a free three-part crystal healing training. Plus, you'll receive a 20-minute sample class from the certification program by email where where you'll learn all about working with crystals, sacred geometry, creating crystal grids, and all sorts of great stuff. So go ahead and check that out. All right, so I want to chat about fall favorites, fall crafting, witchy autumn. It's going to be a hodgepodge of information. (laughs) 
and just chatting today because I am in my element right now. I am in my season and I have told people over the last few weeks that I feel like I'm coming to life. When autumn arrives, I am alive once again. And I know there are many out there who feel this way, who are like me. Don't get me wrong. Summer is great, but it is hot. It is sticky. There's so much going on that I never feel as connected to my practice. And so when autumn rolls around, and I'm talking not not necessarily the autumn equinox, I'm talking September 1st or the end of August. When that time rolls around, that's when I feel like I'm coming back to life, like my practice is coming back to life. I set new intentions for myself, new intentions for my practice, because again, I feel disconnected in the summer. And I know I've talked about this before. I've chatted even with some of you in person, online about this, how summer has a tendency to make us a little bit overwhelmed. It's busy. For me, my son is home from school. I'm running him from place to place. I'm out of my typical routine. And so I'm not able to check in with my spiritual practice as I typically would in other seasons. So once early fall or the end of summer rolls around, I feel this reinvigoration and this new connection. And there's a newness to my practice that just makes me so excited. And if you feel the same way, let me know. I would love to hear that there are others out there like me. I know there are a few of you, like I said, that I chatted with, but I know now there's this feature where you can comment. You can comment to the episodes. I think it's through Spotify. So I'm able to see a lot of your comments on the episode. So you can answer questions there. I think you can interact a little bit. So if you feel this way, tell me. <laughs> tell me in the comments to this episode because I'm just curious to see who else is out there. So something that I've really been enjoying so far and that just makes me feel cozy and comfy and witchy in the season of fall is those ambient YouTube channels. I think I think it's a few of you have actually shared them with me before and that's how I discovered them. But I found this Mabon ambiance, the autumn equinox, second harvest, I think it's called a witch's ritual um, YouTube video. And it's two hours of just the ambiance. You hear like trickling springs, you hear some crackling fire, you can see on the screen some leaves falling from trees and there's a cat that will meow every once in a while. Uh, and it's from the dead of night. And I, I like a lot of the dead of nights ambience um, or ambient videos. They have it for, I think, most of the seasonal festivals and just throughout the year. But it's so fun. I think you should check it out if you want to. It's Mabin Ambiance, or you can just go to the dead of night. I'm actually going to click on it right now because I'm in front of my laptop. They have a Halloween and autumn ambience. They have, oh wait, here, listen, we'll listen for a second. So in that particular video, I hope you could hear it. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to make sure, but you can hear the rain pattering on the window. You hear a fire crackling. There was a cat that meowed. And on the screen, it is a, a picture of, it's a still, I guess it's an illustration. There's some pumpkins. There's a witch's hat. It looks like on a bed or on a window ledge. And there's 
a little pillow that says there's no place like home. There's a cat curled up. There are candles lit on the windowsill. Some leaves are stuck on the outside of the windowsill. You see this kind of haunted house in the background. So outside the windows with it looks like a little sheet ghost hanging from a tree. It's really cute and cozy. And that one is the, oh, the Halloween one. I just, uh, somehow I clicked on it and for some reason I can't see it. It's the Halloween and autumn um, ambience. Ambience? Ambience? One, both of those are correct. But they have a springtime one. They have a pagan monolith one, a botanical magic ambience. They have a witchcraft shop, a moon magic, a stormy night at the manor. So all of these are thematic ambient um, YouTube videos. They have, what's this one? Witch's Yule Altar. So it's the Yule Altar, Rebirth and Life, which is Ostara Altar, Imbolc. They have everything. And I have been loving just putting that on in the background, in the morning, in the evening, when I'm journaling, when I'm working in my office, when I'm in my sacred space, when I'm just sitting quietly and meditating. I just put them on in the background. And you may, I'm sure many of you have heard of these before because people have been telling me about these for at least a year and I'm just now tuning in. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm probably late to the party. I find that I'm late to the party <laughs> on a lot of things and then I share it on my podcast and some of you are like, yeah, I've known that's out there. But that is what I enjoy listening to and just staring at because it's nothing to watch. You're just staring at the screen, but I love taking it all in. I want to look quickly. I'm having fun looking at this while I'm on live, while I'm while I'm live with you. So this is, oh, that's an ad that's we going on in the background. Close. Let me turn that ad off. So I clicked on the Witch's Mabin Altar. I just want to hear what this one is. Okay, so clearly that one is similar. You hear more of the cat meowing. There's some turning of pages. I love this static background. This has a book of shadows that's opened up to, well, it opens to a few different pages. It starts with the autumn equinox. Then it goes to altar, altar decorations and symbols. So you have a cornucopia of pumpkins and squash, apples and berries, autumn leaves, late blooming flowers and mushrooms, animal decorations. And then it it has a page open to stones and crystals for the autumn equinox for Mabin. And then you have a cat that's curled up in a little basket to the left on this altar. And the cat is situated on a stack of books and what looks like a book, another book of shadows that latches. Then there's a cup of steaming tea, a basket of apples. There's some dried oranges and, and pumpkins. And then there's a little owl and a crescent moon wreath. Just check them out. Go to the dead of night. It's the witch's ASMR and autumnal sounds. That's a really fun one. I like that one a lot. I think that will be my choice tonight when I get home from work. When I sit to journal, I think I'm going to put this one on. It's making me happy. And as much as I'm enjoying recording this episode and just talking in real time about what I'm seeing, um, part of me wants to pause just so I can look at more. I want to look through more of them, but I'm not going to. I will continue talking. <laughs> so yes, that ASMR, the ambient, ambient music, that is one thing that I'm really enjoying this fall. And I think that goes along with um, slowing down. The summertime is often really busy. And I know I talk a lot about having to slow down and really be mindful in what I'm choosing to do. And I feel when autumn rolls around, it, it is time for us to 
go inside those, you know, chilly evenings, chilly mornings, or curl up in front of the fire with a blanket, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, or a hot cappuccino, a pumpkin spice latte, perhaps, and just sit and reflect and start to go inward. I mean, that's what this season is all about, especially as we move into Samhain season. And then we really go inward and start to reflect as Yuletide rolls rolls around and the winter months are here. So as I said, I come alive at this season, but it also is a good time to retreat. I like to retreat and do and find cozy things. It is cozy, spooky season after all. So this this ambient ambient music is just right up my alley. So something else I've been doing a fair amount of is crafting. And I think I've been exploring more magical crafting because in my shop, I want to bring those experiences to my customers through workshops, through various events. So... As I said, we did our cinnamon broom crafting, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I started doing some wreath crafting. I've never really done that in the past, but I've taken, you know, grapevine wreaths and with, you know, some hot glue guns, (laughs) a lot of hot glue, um, I decorate them and I suspend Oh gosh, I have lots of ribbons, ribbons and yarn that I will, I'll braid intentionally, like I'll braid intentions into the material. And I was braiding the intentions of gratitude and balance and protection. I made one for Mabin that I have hanging up in my shop. It's just a little mini wreath, but I've been playing around with that because I haven't, I haven't done that in the past. And I've also been doing a lot more of my creative journaling. As you know, I love my journaling. I've been doing it for a long time, but I have taken steps to be even more creative with that. I've attempted, I have not mastered yet, making my own journals and my own like small book of shadows. But the problem is I I can't sew I don't have a sewing machine, and even if I did have a sewing machine, I wouldn't know the first thing about using it, and I've seen some really beautiful books of shadows and grimoires that have these cloth covers that have been sewn on, and I have all of these really great ideas in my head written down of what I'd want to create, but I would need a sewing machine. And A, I don't have a sewing machine. And B, I wouldn't know the first thing about sewing. The last time I think I touched a sewing machine was in seventh grade home economics. And I don't even know that they have those classes anymore. Um, So I would like to learn how to sew, but I don't even know where to begin. I think I do have a neighbor, actually, a neighbor that has a craft room above her garage. Maybe she would be willing to help me out. I don't know how receptive, though, she would be to, hey, can you help me sew my witch's book of shadows? (laughs) We'll see. But I've been getting into crafting more with my hands. And this has left my sacred space an absolute disaster area. It is a mess. When you come in my house and you walk into my sacred space, it is like a a bomb went off in Michael's. (laughs) (laughs) or Hobby Lobby or any of those craft shops that you go to because I have craft things everywhere. And as I look around, I'm, there's, I have magical journaling boxes. I have a journal I haven't even opened yet. There's yarn over there. I have string to the left underneath my altar, um, directly to the right. I have stickers. (laughs) There are stickers over here. There are things that are even unopened. I have so many crafting items and so many crafting ideas, Um, but it has made my space a little bit cluttered, which then at the same time or in turn, uh, makes me not want to come in here sometimes. So I need to find a better organization system. 
for all of my stuff. And I found now that because I have my shop, I'm spending a lot of time there. Clearly, half my week is spent at least in my shop, either unpacking inventory, entering inventory, setting them up on shelves, um, and just working at the shop that I've now started transporting some of my crafting materials to the shop. So not only do I have an explosion of witchy crafts in my home sacred space, but I have more in my shop sacred space that just, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a little out of hand. So again, I'm figuring out ways to organize. If any of you have organization systems for witchy crafting or just crafting in general, let me know. I would take any and all of that because I have accumulated a lot over the last few years and I'm getting to the point where it needs to be organized. Okay, I am just rambling on this episode. Okay, let me move on to some other fall craft ideas. Okay, so I've talked about some of the things that I'm doing. I want to talk about some other ideas that I've had for witchy autumn crafting, but haven't gotten around to. I probably won't until next year because I have enough going on. But I really love the idea of those gourd candle holders. So you take the small gourds that you can buy at a farm stand or even at a supermarket and you hollow out the middle of the gourds, and then you can place tea lights inside of them. Or if you have larger gourds or pumpkins, you can place larger candles in the center of them. And I love that because not only does it go with the theme of autumn, but you're bringing in the correspondences of the gourds and of harvest and of of, um, abundance and of gratitude. I've seen similar ones um, for the season where I guess not similar, but you can create another type of seasonal candle with cinnamon sticks. So you take cinnamon sticks and you line them up vertically and you you glue them together in a circle around a candle and then you can tie them with twine, put some twine around them. You can decorate them with acorns and crystals and other autumnal items, but I really thought that that was a cute idea and a great way to make your house smell really good. Just be sure whenever you go to light the candles that you're careful not to alight the cinnamon. You want to make sure that you just have the candle lit. Um, of course, there's always seasonal simmer pots. I These have become really popular over, I would say, the last five years, even though magical people have had simmer pots for a long time. You can Google search autumn simmer pots and come up with all sorts of amazing recipes. And think of your cinnamon spices, your pumpkin spices, the nutmeg, clove, star anise. You'll throw in some apples, some oranges, cranberries, pomegranates, of course, So all of those goodies for simmer pots. It's also a really good time to make some witch balls and you can put whatever intention you want into making them. I know the Dollar Tree is starting to put out some of their Christmas items. So they have the the clear plastic ornament balls and you can go and buy some of those And also you can find out in nature or purchase, if you like, items associated with autumn to put in those witches balls. You can start with some moss, some green moss in the bottom. Maybe you want to put in some cinnamon sticks, some acorns, pine cones, um, flowers, whatever you would like. And then tie, you know, around the top, put some ribbon. Maybe you find some sort of charm or pendant that you want to put on the top and then you can hang them in your threshold, hang them on a tree, inside, outside, wherever. Um, That's another good crafting idea that I tend to like. Uh, Of course, there's always decorating the wreaths like I mentioned before, but your front doors with baskets filled with autumn-associated goodies. Okay, what else? Let's think. Oh, I saw these really cute 
pine cone fairy ornaments where <laughs> so you have a pine cone which would serve as like the body of your fae character and then you would hot glue um leaves onto the back of it so that would be like the little fairy wings and then you can find one of those just like a wooden ball to go as the head that you would glue on top with the top of a little acorn as a hat I've seen these and they're so cute and I've seen some gnome ones as well with like a gnome shaped hat uh, like with you know the conical the pointy hat um and a, a beard like the white little puff stuff for a beard. So there, I mean, there are lots of crafting ideas and I'm sure you could just search a lot of these. Acorn bells is another one. I have everything in my shop to make these. I wanted to make them and I probably will at some point because I've left my craft table set up since last Thursday. And so I've been creating things when my shop is slow. I'll just go back and create things Um with the items that I still have. So I have a whole bunch of bells and I saw these acorn bells, which I think would be really fun. So you just take a small little bell and you take the top of an acorn off and you glue it onto the top of the bell. So it looks like a little acorn and then you can um, attach a string to them. You can hang them. You can decorate with them. So not only is that cute decor, but also serves a purpose for um, doing any sound cleansing. If you want a quick way to cleanse your altar space or an oracle or tarot card deck, you have your little acorn bell that you can ring. Of course, you can also make garland out of dried oranges and leaves and cinnamon sticks. I I want to dry oranges soon. So yeah, I want I have so many things that I would like to do. I hope to get around to doing. Um really the possibilities are endless. I know I mentioned before about hollowing out gourds to make little tea light holders. You can also do that with an orange peel. Now th that's harder to do. Uh, to like you would cut the top off and try to get all the goodies out of the orange. You would eat the goodies and try to keep the the rind intact. And then you could put a candle in there. And then the top you could decorate with, uh, you could just poke in um, cloves. That's another, another idea. And then for... For food, obviously, you can go back and listen to previous fall episodes where I share recipes and talk about food, but something fun, a little crafty food thing that you could do by yourself or if you have children or other kids that you can do this with um, are acorn donut holes. So you just go to Dunkin' or wherever you get your donut holes and you buy just the plain glazed donut holes and you put a pretzel in the top as like a stem, you just stub a pretzel in the top of it. And then, and then dip it, dip the top in chocolate. And then you can put sprinkles around the top. There are leaf shaped sprinkles out there right now that are, you know, brown and orange and gold and red colored leaf sprinkles are really super tiny, teeny tiny. And those could serve as like the top of the acorn. I saw I saw those those are really cute. So you know, great things. Obviously, there's also the corn dolly, the corn dollies that you can make. Um, and there are tutorials all over the internet for making those. Um, because I feel like I wouldn't do a very good job of explaining exactly how to do that off the top of my head. But those are fun. I mean, there are so many great autumn crafting ideas that can go beyond just crafting using things you find in nature and using things that you find in the store, you can go beyond that and add intention and magic into everything you're doing. And for those of you who are trying or who would like to get your children more involved in your practice, I think the fall crafts Fall crafting is a really great way to do that. Just sitting down, crafting together, baking together, cooking together, and talking about 
the turning of the wheel, the changing of the seasons, and the intentions behind the ingredients that you're using or the items that you're using in crafting to teach them about your your belief system and your spiritual path. So these are just some ideas that I'm throwing out there for you. There are there are so many more. These are some that I personally want to try, but I don't think I'm going to have time nor do I have the space because truly at this point <laughs> my my sacred space I feel is overflowing right now and so is part of the back room at my shop because I'm just having fun crafting. But at the end of the day, I'm that that's what it's about. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. It's making me feel cozy. It's connecting me to my practice and yes, it's it's all magical in nature to me. All right, so I had just started to record this card pull of the episode segment. I mean, literally 10 seconds in and my husband comes home and the garage shares a wall with my sacred space where I am now with my office. And of course, he was bringing the Jeep in because it was inspected and it's a Wrangler and it's like, you know, making so much noise. So the dog started going crazy. And I had messaged him because I think I've told you before. I message him and I message my aunt, the two people who call me or text me multiple times a day. Whenever I'm recording a podcast, I say, do not call, do not text. I'm recording because for whatever reason, if they call while I'm recording, I will lose whatever I have been recording. That's just how it works. Um, And because it's all through my phone. So the dogs went crazy. He's coming in the house. Hey, where are you? <laughs> and I think obviously he forgot that I was recording. So needless to say, I'm starting this over again. I was only 10 seconds in. I was just telling you the name of the deck I'm using today. So all that to say, today I am going to draw a card from the Solitary Witch deck. And this is a newer deck that came out with Blue Angel Publishing. The words are written by Lucy Cavendish, and I love Lucy's work. I have a lot of her books on fairies and mermaids and other magical creatures. And the artwork in this deck is by Lady Victoria. She's known on Instagram as Lady Tor. And if you check out Lady Tor, oh, you'll know her artwork. It is just so whimsical, beautiful. Her illustrations are gorgeous. And so I purchased this deck, I don't know, a few months back. I think whenever it released, it was over summer or late spring. I can't quite remember. And I've really enjoyed working with it because it's not your typical deck and guidebook where you choose a card, you read the guidebook, and it gives you a meaning or interpretation right away. There is actually a small little anecdote, a little story about each of the cards that Lucy has written. So there's a little narrative piece, which I just really appreciate um, as a writer and just as a person who enjoys reading and enjoys narratives. Um, and then you also have the meaning and reversed meanings as well. But I just love these cards. So let me go ahead and let's get these shuffled. Let's see what we get for today. Okay. Card 23, Spells from the Hearth. Oh, how perfect is this? And this depicts a woman sitting in front of her hearth. She has a cauldron hanging over the fire, um, cooking something good in there. There are herbs hanging from the mantle. There are candles on top of the mantle with a picture of a, the silhouette of a woman and a crescent moon. And um, down at the feet of the woman sitting in front of the hearth is a little black cat curled up. Oh, it's so cute. I love this. So let's see. Okay, let's see. Page. 
Okay, spells from the hearth. And here is what I talked about, the little narration. When she casts, she casts with the warmth of the hearth place. The very center of her home and her magic at this time is the dance of the flames warming her hands. They weave together the strands of change that will become her life or the lives of those she casts for. Hanging over the licking tongues of flame is the cauldron, holding within a soup to heal hurt, to help mend bone, to quiet an unstill mind. The herbs dry above her. The cat sits at her feet, reaching out a paw to remind her to stay true to her focus when her mind shifts from its purpose. The long nights of winter are made warm in such ways, and she is prepared and satisfied and calm and at peace. You too need to find that magic, a place to warm the body and to still the mind, a place where fire is not foe but friend, where all feel safe and cared for, even when the world is cold and harsh. Create this for yourself in the gathering, drying, and storing of herbs, in the cooking of meals that nurture the soul, in the movement of your hands and a pattern of purpose for the healing of spirit. Find your own way to the hearth of your home. And if there is not one, create a space where you will be warm, at peace, uninterrupted, and completely immersed in the magic that awaits only your hands and your heart to bring it to life. And you have the gift of the sweet forgetting of the hours. Oh, isn't that lovely? That's what I love about this deck. Oh, so lovely. So this card, if you're you're drawing up, oh, there's Reese saying hello. If you're drawing this card um, for guidance for the day, and if you're looking for some guidance, and this is the message that came to you, this is contentedness, stillness, reminding you of of those things and plenty, and that you're being watched over by ancestors. This is about the creation of magic, a sacred place within your home, and the pleasure of your own company, and being okay with the stillness, being okay with yourself in your own home without the company of others. Herbs, cauldrons, familiars, and warmth, a well-stocked witch's pantry, quiet, step-by-step, heartfelt, practical magic and productiveness. And I think that does tie nicely to what I was talking about in this episode, finding magic in the season, in crafting, doing these things, yes, with your family, but by yourself to connect to your practice and connect to the warmth and the gratitude and the balance of the season. So, ah, what a lovely card. I'm going to put that one up, I think, on my altar today because it is just beautiful. So I want to thank you all for joining me today. I'm so glad that you were here. I hope that you got something out of this rambling <laughs> fall mess of an episode. Um, but I think I think there were some good tidbits hidden within within. Uh, and I really hope that you did enjoy that message for today. I think that that card is just so lovely, really spot on for the season and for this time of year. So I want to thank a few of you out there who have reviewed the podcast lately, left really nice reviews. So first off, LaDonna Johnson, you started listening about a month ago from the very beginning and you just adore me in the podcast. Thank you. Um, you find it lighthearted. Um, but inflamed her laugh makes you giggle me giggle along. That's really funny. So thank you. Thank you for those kind words. Um, I'm glad that you can giggle along with me. Oh, Grace91, um, you're just stepping into your practice and really enjoying the podcast and you listen to it on your daily runs and remind, it reminds you of your innate magic. So I thank you so much for your comments. Kels with emojis, a, a hand heart emoji, a butterfly in a book. Um, thank you for your comments. You've been listening all day at work and it makes it go by so much faster. Good information, super cozy and witchy gets you in the mood for the season. So I love that. 
Um, Moonstar 1990, you just found the podcast a week ago and you're binging from the beginning. You don't miss a thing and it has helped you connect to your practice. And that just is what I want for everybody who listens to the podcast. K2, the dub. You love to sit with a hot drink and listen to the podcast. Oh, I love that. Um, And you find it cheerful and relaxing and informative without sounding condescending. And I thank you for those comments, truly. Uh, Cookie and Coffee, what a fun name. This is your favorite witchy podcast and you love the approach to witchcraft um, and all the information, history and encouragement. So thank you for your comments, Cookie and Coffee. KRJ Meme. First of all, you've listened to all the episodes and you finally found yourself. Oh, that that makes me so happy. Oh, you bought the book. You've made the pumpkin spice sauce from the last episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I am so glad that you have gotten in touch with yourself and that you have commented. Um, I can't tell you how much it means it means to me. An angel from Alabama, you found this podcast and it's one of your top favorites. I think um, I saw yours last time, but thank you. Thank you so much. And a special thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers for your support. If that's something that you're interested in for more content from me, you can join at patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. And to support the podcast, you know, I would love for you to like follow, review the podcast. All of those are great ways for other people to learn about them. And now you can hear all three of my dogs outside my door, clawing at the door because they want my attention. So I am going to end this episode. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch, patreon.com slash Comfy Cozy Witch. Um, and www.comfycozywitch.com. And you can also find my apothecary information at Comfy Cozy Apothecary. So until next time, everybody, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.